Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 179. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog, and most mannerly co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on bad manners in horses. Our topics for this week are forms of bad manners in horses, including nipping, biting, kicking, disrespectful positioning of hindquarters, striking or pawing, dragging a handler when being led, and rearing. Wild horses digest food in small portions eaten throughout the day. They're designed to be continuously moving, traveling up to 50 miles per day to new grazing areas, occasionally socializing with other horses and respecting their leaders. Most bad manners and vices in horses are the result of having developed a lack of respect for human dominance, excessive confinement, or a lack of socialization with other horses. Common bad manners in horses include nipping, biting, kicking, disrespectful positioning of hindquarters, striking or pawing, dragging a handler when being led, and rearing. Nipping, which is pinching the skin, is to test dominance or to make a horse or human move. Nipping of humans almost always begins from being fed food treats by hand. Handing horses food treats gives them the habit of associating hands and pockets with food. When the treats do not appear when it desires, the horse will invade the handler's personal space, do a body search with her nose and lips, and eventually nip the handler out of frustration. A horse opening its mouth wide to grasp a handler's arm, shoulder, or neck is a highly aggressive and dangerous act. Among the injuries to handlers and horses, three to four and a half percent are due to bites. A horse that attempts a grasping bite has no respect for humans. Most of these horses should be euthanized, humanely put to death, as they are a highly dangerous menace to handle and should not be bred. Stallions and some boss mares are most likely to aggressively bite, and they must be watched carefully. Horses can kick with the strength, speed, and accuracy to kill a mountain lion attempting to attack. Horses are 
agile and will kick with both hind legs with pinpoint accuracy when in great fear. The kick zone using both hind legs is about six to nine feet. Horses cannot do a sweeping kick with one hind leg to the outside as well as cattle. However, they can hop forward, raising both hind feet off the ground, twist their lumbar region and pelvis and kick with one leg sideways at head height. One leg kicks to defer a nuisance may be used to discourage harassing dogs, other horses, and sometimes humans. Adult horses do not usually kick humans, except for when they're startled from behind or defensive due to fear of injury. Handlers should never approach a horse directly from behind. This is their blind spot, and being startled can cause the horse to kick. Additional precautions when working near the hindquarters of horses are the horse should be spoken to as an announcement of the handler's presence from a distance when approaching at an angle from behind. When a handler walks behind a standing horse, he should walk closely enough to brush his body against the horse's rump to prevent being at peak force range for a kick. The handler should keep his closest hand on its rump so the horse knows the position of the handler and the handler can feel any tension or shifting of weight in the horse. Alternatively, the handler should walk at least 10 feet behind the horse outside the kick zone. The horse should not be allowed to turn its rump toward a handler. If this occurs in a stall, the handler should stay out of the kick range and make a small movement and slight noise, such as hitting a wall with a solid object, that gradually escalates to more movement and louder noise to stimulate the horse to move its rump away. The annoying movement and noise should cease the instant that the horse makes any effort to move its rump away from the handler and then repeat it as necessary. Horses can go into a light sleep while standing because of a unique stay apparatus that can lock their legs and keep them from collapsing. Care must be taken not to startle a sleeping horse that's standing, or it may become startled and kick. The typical posture of standing sleep in a horse is head lowered, lower lip drooping, and tail is motionless. When working on an area of pain in the flank or back legs, it's best for a handler to run his hands over the normal area on the other side to allow the horse to adjust to his touch and then reach underneath from the normal side to the affected side to test the horse's sensitivity to the area of possible pain. Striking or pawing with the front legs is a sign of impatience or a startle reaction. Horses should be trained as a yearling to stand tied for long periods to teach patience and prevent a habit of pawing. If a horse develops a destructive or possibly injurious habit of pawing when restrained, 
kick chains should be considered. Kick chains are leather straps fitted around the pastern with a one-foot stainless steel chain. The chain creates noise and bumps the leg without causing injury if the horse paws or kicks. Kick chains do not cause harm to the horse if they're used only when the horse is in a stall. Kick chains should never be used on a horse that's in a pen or turned out in a pasture. Persistent use of kick chains is not necessary. When being led, a horse should not walk with its shoulder ahead of the handler's shoulder, but some will attempt to pull a handler forward. Correction requires repeated responses from the handler. If a horse attempts to drag the handler, the horse's head should be pulled to the handler while pushing the horse's hindquarters away. After turning the horse in tight circles and allowing the horse to calm down, the handler should lead the horse forward to give it a chance to behave. If it does not, the handler should repeat the circle and disengaging the hindquarters as many times as needed until the horse walks forward properly without dragging the handler. A chain shank on a lead can be tried on difficult cases. A horse that rears when being led can be dangerous to handlers that overreact. Managing a horse that rears involves using a longer than usual lead with a stopper knot on the end if rearing is anticipated. When a horse rears, the handler should give it more length of the lead rope and move away from the range of its front hooves because attempts to keep the horse down may result in it overcompensating and falling over backwards or pulling the handler in close enough to be hit by its hooves. While moving away, the handler should also move in a semicircle toward the horse's hip to make the hip begin to circle away from the handler when the horse comes down. Launching it in small circles in both directions immediately after it rears can eliminate any thought of a reward by rearing and discourage it from rearing again. Jerking down on a lead rope is a misguided reprimand that can cause the horse to rear again. If you have comments or are interested in a particular animal handling subject, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Most bad manners and vices in horses are the result of having developed a lack of respect for human dominance, excessive confinement, or a lack of socialization with other horses. Nipping, that is, pinching the handler's skin with the horse's teeth, is almost always the result of being fed treats from a person's hand. Biting, that is, grasping a part of the handler's body in the horse's mouth is a highly aggressive and very dangerous action by a horse and may warrant euthanasia. 
Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press, and is available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. My new spiral-bound handbook, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, was recently published and is available from all major science book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. This website has more than 150 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about types of ropes used for large animal restraint. Hey, Abby, do you think you have good manners? Uh, why do you always knock before opening the refrigerator door? Uh, she said, in case there's a salad dressing in there. <laughs>